0: Hello, good afternoon. Welcome to Mac and Cheese. Mac, me, and me, Ruby McClellan, and cheese being the word of God. Praise the Lord. We're glad that you're on board with us today. Our topic today will be discussing the letter. To Pergamos, that's in the second chapter of um, the Book of Revelation. We previously talked about the Ephesus, which was the first church, and uh, that was the church that we found out that had left their first love. Not everybody in the church. Just some of the church had left their first love. And this letter that Jesus had John to write to them was warning them that they need to evaluate themselves and they need to return to their very first love. Revelation is from Jesus Christ himself. He made. This known by sending an angel to his servant, John, who had been exiled to the island called Padmas. And we discussed, like I said, the book of Ephesus, the church that had left its first love. The second church that we discussed was Smyrna. It was the suffering church. Now, as I told you, everybody in the church weren't going through these things. But it was during a time when the church was being persecuted and people were being mistreated and abused. And um, the church suffered. And God knew about it. This third church is called Pergamus. And it wasn't in a city as popular as that of Ephesus and Smyrna, but it was located in a religious and a political uh center. Also in the um in this letter that John wrote, he reminded uh, he reminded the people that they're that in Pergamus of situations that were going on in the church. And in this city, there was an altar that had been dedicated to Zeus ZEUS and to Athena Athena these were false idolatrous uh false religions uh full of idolatry and uh Jesus said to this church These things says he who has the sharp two-edged sword. I know your works, and I know you dwell where Satan's throne is. And he's telling the church, you hold fast to my name and did not deny my faith, even in the days in which Antipas, my faithful martyr, was killed among you where Satan dwells. And in Pergamus, the citizens there, they were required to worship the emperor and to refuse was to invite the charges of treason. Many of us associate the phase where Satan's throne is with the prominence of Pergamus as the center of the imperial cult. Pericomus was also a a medical center and it was known to have over 200,000 books and volumes in a library. So it sounds like it was a flourishing community. It just wasn't as big or as flourishing as Ephesus and Smyrna. Christianity was finally accepted under persecution in the church and it was accepted under the emperor Constantine. Christianity was popularized uh, under his administration, superficial religion was substituted for reality and ceremonial uh, pageantry type, uh, I'll say, uh, contributions, um, ceremonies, uh, they were popular and uh consequently, this resulted in a lot of people being put in high places in the church that didn't even know God. They was just able to, the ones that was able to afford all that pageantry, and um, they knew somebody that knew somebody. And you'll find things like that maybe going on in a church now. I hope not but uh we know that it is and I personally don't want to judge anybody that's God's job but I will speak the truth so in case somebody wanted to hear the word of God that cuts like a two-edged sword that was another uh thing that was mentioned in this church, uh, in the letter to the church of Pergamus. And Jesus was telling him them that the word was like a two-edged sword. And, uh, but there were a large number of pagans. They were baptized without even having a personal relationship with Christ. God knows your heart. And I don't care how we fool some of the people some of the time. You're not fooling God none of the time. All of this pageantry and stuff that was going on in Pergamos led the people into idolatry. And I don't know if you think like I do, but I thinking I'll never I'll never worship some old God made out of by man's hands. That's, you know, but that's Satan is subtle and he don't run out. He wouldn't run out there and give you a totem pole and tell you to worship. But he's subtle and he. Slice things in our pocket that we don't know that's in there. While studying for this book, it said that idolatry and immorality were closely related. Uh, Many of it was sexual sins, fornication. Sex outside of marriage, all of this is associated with idolatry. And a a lot of people would say, well, I'm praising God, I'm loving God. But if you're doing all these things, you have been blinded by the enemy. Shackles have been put over your eyes and you can't see what you're doing to your own self. I remember uh, reading a scripture that says a man that would uh, commit adultery is a fool and it's because he's sinning against his own body. Now, personally, they might think, well, I'm enjoying myself. But suppose 50 years from now, things start happening within the body that you caused when you were in your 20s. So let's be careful how we stray away from God. God hates idols and he hates immorality. We think of the um, in the book of Revelation, when the, when the church has gone, left the earth and gone back and tribulation period starts and the Antichrist will show himself within a three and a half year period. And many people will be fooled by him. They won't know the difference. And that's one reason why we're ministering to you now, so that you'll be able to. If you're one of the ones that didn't get to go into rapture, you really need to know this because you don't want to give your life to saving. You don't want to take anything that he's offering you, and uh, you you still can um, be accepted. By God, even if you miss the rapture, there, there are certain things that you'll go through with and you'll suffer, but you need to know. So it's important that you read these books and listen to these messages because you will need to know how to survive. And I'm talking about survive hell. You don't want to go to hell. In the book, um, well, not in the book, but when the prodigal son left home, he was blinded. He thought that there was something out in the world that was beckoning him and he wanted to experience it. But after he got out there, he found out The grass wasn't greener on the other side, and it was very unfavorable to him. And he ended up having to come back home, and he was glad to get there. Evil can overtake us. We can be blinded. Blinded by Things that we think are people that we think are are so special and they're better than what we have at home, better than your husband, um, better looking, involved in more um, activities than your boring husband. But you'll find out that that boring husband is wonderful. And you have submitted yourselves to the work of the devil and involved yourself in idolatry and immorality. It's a blessing to study the word of God and to find out just how superficial things in the world can be. We won't spend too much time on this lesson today. Uh, We want to pray and uh, ask God for peace, for his guidance, for his direction. Certainly, we want to all be able to understand the word of God, Uh, encourage you to listen to it. Go to your church and be a part of a Bible teaching church. We want to pray for the city of Jerusalem. God asks us to pray for peace. And we pray for peace in the city of Jerusalem, in their homes, in their cars, in their synagogues, in their uh, workplace. Bless those in Ukraine. And bless, let there be peace restored in that country. Let the people be able to go back home and to rebuild. Even bless the people in Russia to be at peace, to be content with what they have, and not be trying to overtake something that somebody else built. We want to. Thank God for his holy word. Thank God for it being a two edged sword and cutting us going and coming and shining a light, a light on his word and on his church. And I pray that each one of us would hear a word of God and be obedient to it. My website is www. Mac and macandcheesepodcast.com. Please go to it and take a look at it. Um, these lessons are stored on that website. And you can be a blessing if you choose to be. I would love for you to go there and leave your name and your email. So that I can pray with you. I promise I won't contact you and bug you. But I would love to have you on my mailing list. And what I do with my mailing list, those are the people that I pray for. And even those of you that are listening right now. I pray pray a blessing of a thousand times upon your life. I'm asking that you pray for me, and I'll be praying for you. I love you, and we shall meet again very soon. God bless.